Hey, fish fans. This is Eli Sussman, the founder of Fish on First. You are listening to part of a Megapod with Kevin Barral and Alex Carver going through level by level of the Marlins farm system. Once they put on the mic, they really couldn't stop. This was overall a two and a half hour recording, but we have split it up into four different parts, ascending from the lowest levels of the minor league system all the way up to triple A. This is part four. Find all these episodes here on the Fish on First podcast feed, lead up a rating and review wherever applicable and enjoy. So let's go to Triple A Jacksonville. When we opened up the season, this was by far the worst possible level that anyone would watch baseball in. Like, it was really, really bad. You had Emmanuel De Jesus as like your starter. You have Dan Castano on that level. Like, it was major, it was quadruple A guys. You would have thought you'd have seen Troy Johnson, Griffin Conine, Sean Reynolds. You thought maybe Yuri Perez would have been in there. Like, man, none of those guys were there. That was the worst possible level to look at. But now, kind of the season's developed. It's kind of a fun level to look at because our boy Troy Johnston's there. You have Griffin Conine there again. You have Xavier Edwards playing like Luis Arias right now, man. You also have Jake Gamay there, Anthony Maldonado, which is the first guy we're going to touch up on, your boy. That's a pretty fun level for the most part. It's turned pretty fun. Um, Edward Cabrera is now on that level. Ryan Weathers there. So that rotation has just been juiced up like in the matter of like 24 hours. Carver, let's talk with it. Let's talk Anthony Maldonado. This is a guy who is major league ready. He should be here. He has closer potential. Uh, he doesn't have too much. Um, oh, yeah. Well, he has five saves this season. But aside from that, they're being closer with Sean Reynolds. But Maldonado, 223 ERA, 326 fit, 14.20 K per nine, 334 blocks per nine. This guy's major league ready. And maybe not this season, but next season, he's definitely going to be competing for, uh, for a bullpen spot there. And this is just a dominant guy who throws 90, I want to say 94, 95, maybe topped out a little higher than that. Um, just just a dominant reliever for for Triple A Jacksonville. There's one story that we've been very high on. It's this guy. Yeah, super super good. Sucks. It stuck to see him go down with the injury that he had. Um, he had that hip injury. It kept him out for like over a month. Um, you know, um, they thought he was ready to come back into games. Um, and then like before he even threw a pitch, the trainer saw something and pulled him right out. Uh, now he's back. Uh, so he's back. Um, he's a hundred percent ready to go. Full full strength. Uh, no problem. And he came back and he had been the same guy since he's come back despite missing a month awesome awesome pitcher this guy should be in major league baseball right now today honestly um super good i mean look at the numbers 1.90 era um you know uh 0.8 whip like come on like (laughs) another guy that that needs to get the challenge he needs to get called up he needs to be in major league baseball and i think he will be down the stretch run for the marlins um he really does deserve it so really like this player um really good fastball as you just said tops out like 95 96 Really good slider, super good slider. That is definitely his best pitch. I saw him the other night. I have the video on Twitter, actually. He literally ran through this guy on three straight sliders, no problem. Like, And the last one was in the dirt, and he got the swing and missed, got the whiff. 0-2. Wave and a miss. Breaking ball in the dirt, strike three. Crazy good slider. Awesome. And then he, I think he also mixes in changeup as well. So great, great guy. Uh, two plus plus pitches with the fastball in the slider, and he can implement the changeup as well. Great pitcher. Needs to be in Major League Baseball. Deserves to be in Major League Baseball. This is next guy up for Miami for sure on the pitching side. 
Yeah, 100%. And I guess let's stay on the reliever topic. Josh Simpson's the next guy I want to talk a little bit about. He's been a little bit of an up-and-down guy this season, but for the most part, uh, he was considered a top 30 guy for us. He's a 40-man guy as well. I want to keep that one in mind. So never know if at some point, you know, late down the, late down the stretch, he's a, he's a Miami Marlin. Um, as you mentioned, uh, kind of struggled this season for for Triple A Jackson. I know he had the injury. So like five four eight ERA four fifty five fit. But man, he has a nasty curveball. Man, I've seen it a couple times this season. Um, you know, it, it makes sense there. Yeah, I was super high on this guy coming into this year, and then like you said, I think the injury has really thrown him off. Um, sucks to see. Um, you know, so when you see a guy like Maldonado go out for a month and come back like he, nothing ever happened, that's super encouraging. But here you see the other side of it. You know, the guy gets hurt and then it doesn't look too great um, after he comes back. But you're right. Um, really, really good curveball. Um, fastball's decent as well. Um, lefty. So, um, you know, there's there's room for this guy. I think that the numbers that he's posting this year, um, you know, not not to take them with a grain of salt, but I think he's going to bounce back from them for sure. Um, the guy's good. Um, he's got good stuff. Um, I just think it's been a, a real struggle this year, this year alone for him. Um, but – yeah, no, a guy that could definitely contribute at some point to Miami if they need him to, despite where the numbers are at right now. Definitely next year, I think he could contribute to Miami because uh, left side, like we said, curveball's really good. Fastball's pretty decent. He has a third pitch to him as well. So, yeah, another three-pitch guy, another good reliever, and from the left-handed side. And, you know, the Marlins don't need lefties right now, but maybe next year they will. So, uh, so yeah, uh, definitely a guy that is a, uh, a guy to keep in mind despite the uh, little bit of struggles this year. All righty. Xavier Edwards. This is a guy who's been at the big league level. I believe he's still not, he has not graduated from prospect eligibility. So has a, a while left to do that. So let's just talk about Xavier Edwards, man. This guy played his first game of shortstop yesterday. So a reminder, we're recording this on Friday, Thursday. He played shortstop. Uh, it was a little shaky for the most part. I, I watched like one highlight. It wasn't even much of a highlight. He barely made the throw to first base to Groshans that to Troy on that play. Um, but this season, man, when you look at the bat, uh, 366, 445, 474 with a 919 uh, OPS. He has a 137 WRC+, plus, uh, five homers, which is impressive, 33 RBIs, walks a lot, doesn't K too much. It's been impressive, Alex. There's no other way to say it. This guy should be a Miami Marlin right now as well. Yeah, big leaguer. For sure. Um, I mean, you just mentioned the, the walks, the strikeouts, 49 walks, 23 strikeouts. Sorry. I slighted him a little bit because I was looking at stolen bases, but yes, this man has only struck out 23 times and has 49 walks. What are we doing? Why is this guy not in Miami? What is he doing in AAA? Why is he there? Like, seriously, there is no better example, not even Troy. And we're going to talk about him, but not even Troy. This is the best example in this Marlins system of a guy who must be in Miami today, today, not tomorrow. He should be here right now today. 2-2. Two, two. Kramer dives, gets up, and throws going to be late. Six for six. Xavier Edwards, five singles and a home run, has six of the 19 knocks for the Jumbo Shrimp. There's no excuse. Three, 366, 445, 474, and just the play presence is there. 31 stolen bases. This is four out of five tools for sure. Maybe even five because I think he has the arm as well. Um, the only the only thing that I would say is that if he is going to be a five-tool threat, like Kevin just mentioned, power has got to come up. So he has four out of five tools. Maybe five if he can make the power come up. Arm is definitely there. Speed's definitely there. Bat-to-ball is definitely there. 
this guy is so good. Ability to hit for average. All of that is there. Like, this guy is definitely a four out of five tool player that is being wasted, wasted in AAA. And that is very, very, very disheartening to me. Um, I know the Marlins have issues right now with where can you put this guy a little bit. Um, you brought in Jake Berger, so you can't put him at third base. Jazz Tism Jr. is healthy. He's in center field. Now they're putting him at shortstop. You deal with the fact that this guy is not a perfect shortstop to get that bat in your lineup every day. You absolutely deal with that 100%. You get him in there over Joey Wendell. You get him in there over John Birdie. Like these guys are utility players. Xavier Edwards is a starting player. He should be a starting player on a major league baseball team right now. And they kind of give up with the experiment at center field too. He had played most of the season there as well. Uh, finding the world. I, man, if I'm being honest with you, cover, I think the one reason they put him at shortstop on Thursday is because the organization finally realized like, yeah. fuck, this guy's bat is really fucking good. We need yeah. to put him I mean, shortstop. He's not a long-term shortstop. I'll stick to that fact. But like I said, no, yeah, I think he, I'm, we can make that case for sure. Maybe third base, but shortstop. Yeah. You deal with those shortcomings, though. He can fake it there. and you So you deal with those shortcomings. I mean, they put Josh Chisholm Jr. in center field with no experience. Why can't you put Xavier Edwards, who definitely has the athleticism to do it as well? Jazz has the athleticism for center field. Edwards definitely has the athleticism for shortstop. He can do it there. You let him. You deal with a little bit of shortcomings there if they happen to get his bat in the lineup because his bat, it, it will translate, I think. I think at least it will translate to be very, very, very good. And when he was here, it was good. Like, when he was, it was here, his bat was good. Like, yeah, no he was really good for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, no reason for him to be in triple A. All righty, Jacob Maya. Uh, this is a weird scenario here. He was very good at the start of the year. He gets called up. He's, he wasn't very impressive. 19 WRC+. plus. Obviously, you don't look too much into those numbers, but he was all right. And then gets sent down, and frankly, he sucked. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Great glove. Amazing glove. He was compared to Miguel Rojas with a better bat, possibly. Um, that was the case the first half of the season. After that, he's kind of struggled. Uh, do you think it kind of like hit him in the co- – like it was like a confidence thing? Like, man, I'm called up. Like I'm playing shortstop for the Miami Marlins, major league team. Bam, get sent down. I am now back in Triple A Jacksonville. Kind of a confidence set there. You would that you would think because it's not like he's doing anything differently. I think the only because like he's still not striking out a lot. He's still walking at a decent rate. Like, what what's the issue here? I don't, I don't really see an issue with Amaya. Um, I think he's been had a pretty solid season. Um, honestly, um, maybe a little culture shock, like you said, to get called up and then automatically get sent back down, which is why you don't like to see stuff like that. Um, but man. Like, look at him lately, August 292, 386, 417. I have no issues with that. And playing advanced shortstop. Yeah. Pretty damn good, man. Can't be mad about Jacob Maya. Um, I think this guy's got really good back to ball skills. Got some hidden power to him as well. Um, and he plays a special shortstop. So, this is definitely a long term short- starting shortstop that they have in Mr. Amaya. Um, the Marlins are high on him for a reason. Um, you know, he's gotten his major league call up. So, he's been there. He's gotten a little taste of it. Like you said, maybe there's a little disappointment in getting sent back down, but. Um, Man, I, I've liked what I've seen out of this player overall this year um, with 11 home runs, 775 OPS. Um, you know, not too much speed to him, so he's kind of missing that ability to his game. Doesn't really have it. Uh, but his range at shortstop is still good despite just average speed, I would say. Um, yeah, so I, I like this player. I have, I have no issues with what this player has done this year. I um, think he needs to show just a little bit more um, in order to um, make it, like, fully known that, okay, I'm for real with my bat. Bring the OPS up a little bit more, a little bit more balls in play as we talk about with a lot of these guys. Um, but yeah, no, this guy has been super solid. Um, I'm happy with Amaya with what we've seen from him. Um, decent bat to ball numbers. Uh, I'm sorry, decent on base numbers, bat to ball skills. Like I said, doesn't strike out a lot. Um, 
walks are pretty good. 43 walks this year to 82 strikeouts. So the patience is there as well. I like this guy. A um, little bit more balls in play is what I want to see. But um, other than that, I, I've liked what I've seen from uh, Amaya. I remember when they first acquired him, we said, this is a guy who's major league ready, but still needs to develop the bat. And that's the big reason why he was sent down. Because when it comes to the glove and the defense, this guy could possibly be a gold glove candidate. That's how good he is. And I think that's how good he can be. Obviously, we the Miguel Rojas comp came to life, obviously. And that's where the offense kind of lacks. That's where it lacks. Obviously, it makes sense. So the next yeah. guy I want to talk about was a guy who made his debut last season, Jordan Groshans. He came to the Anthony Bass trade. He was pretty good in his day, you know, in the, in the short stint with the big league level. Uh, kind of struggled this year at Triple A, man. Uh, removed completely off the MLB pipeline, top 30. I believe we, I think all of us kind of dropped him a decent amount in our list. Still walks at a good rate, still does not strike out too much. What's the issue here? I think this guy at this point is a quadruple A guy. And obviously, Miami does not consider him too much, given the fact that he hasn't even played at the big league level this year. They moved him to first base to see if they could give him some type of positional flexibility. He's also played some third. I mean, what else do they have to do? What else does this kid have to do to kind of come up? Bat to ball is a big thing. Why they brought him here in the first place hasn't really exceeded in that level. Just, just what's the issue here? Yeah, it's a lot of rollover is what I what I see from this guy at the plate. It's a lot of ground ball outs and a lot of easy ground ball outs. So the contact consistency has really struggled for this player. He's run into a few. Like you said, he has six home runs. Um, but overall, just contact consistency is not there. He does not hit for plus contact at all. Um, and he doesn't really have the speed <laughs> to beat out a lot of like slow ground balls and stuff like that. So um, he just needs to come by a lot more contact consistency, a lot more higher exit velos, and a lot more line drives rather than stuff on the ground. Um, 1.32 ground ball to fly ball ratio. So uh, a lot more ground balls than fly balls for this player. Um, that's where his struggles really are. Um, needs to do a much better job at um, getting the better part of the bat on the ball. That's that's his main issue. Um, defensively, I think he's fine at their base. Um, he's okay. Um, just average though. I don't think it's anything too terribly special. Um, and then, like you said, they're trying to get him some more flexibility elsewhere as well. Um, just to kind of, kind of try to like, Maybe take some pressure off, you know, going to an easier position. Um, maybe that's what the, the approach is there, um, probably. So, yeah, um, again, um, walks a bunch, um, doesn't really strike out at an elevated rate, walks are there. Um, so his patience is pretty good. It's just, like I said, um, the consistency of contact, consistency of hard contact is really, really lacking for this player. Yeah. All right. Next player I want to talk about is um, Jake Mangum. He was acquired, I believe it was Rule 5. This is a guy who we were very, very high on at the start of the season. He got off to a great start. And just for, I don't know why, but we just haven't spoken about him anymore. Uh, obviously, doesn't walk too much, but doesn't strike out too much. Still hitting over 300, gets on base at a nice rate. Um, four home runs, 11 stolen bases, 39 RBIs, 100 WRC plus. Can play center field, can play all three outfield spots. Um, what else can we add about Jake Mangum? Obviously, he would make a nice yeah, – we, we at some point even said he was big league ready. I know this is – the team considered calling him up earlier in the year, I believe. That was one of the reports from the Miami Herald, two players that they were looking at were Jake Mangum and someone else. And that someone else, I believe, did end up getting called up. I'm not quite – I think it was Mangum and Burdick. Burdick got called up at the end of the day. So just this is a guy who I think will definitely – will get big league – spot in the in spring training he'll get a big league invite and um just after that see how it goes for him yeah he was around the team a lot in spring training last year um or this year sorry 
Um, he was really bad at spring training. Like he was. Yeah, was and he didn't really show much. Like you said, um, on the backfields too. I wasn't like. It's not really a guy that really stuck out in game action. Um, even his like BP was like, yeah, you know, it's okay. Um, but not really any huge, huge like any like not one tool didn't really stand out. You know what I mean? Um, that's what we could say for spring training. But this year, he's proved me and a lot of other people wrong because this guy's been damn good um, just with his ability to put the ball in play and find some gaps and find the you know holes in the field. Uh, three eleven, three fifty eight, four forty six. Pretty damn good. Like I said, no real standout tool. Doesn't really have standout power. Four home runs, so it's not really. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, some decent speed, I would say, um, slightly above average. I mean, he has seven triples. Um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, 11 stolen bases. So the countable stats there are pretty impressive when it comes to speed. Um, definitely has some above average speed to him as well. But like I said, I think just overall the ability to, um, to find holes in the field has really been the difference for this player. Um, views pitching pretty well. Um, what you would want to see, the strikeout rate is manageable. What you would want to see is a couple more walks. He's only walked 20 times, which is pretty low. Um, but if you're putting the bat on the ball and finding holes in the field, that's okay. Um, you would want to see that come up a little bit at the AAA level, though, before it translates to the majors. Um, it's kind of in the same light as Banfield, right? Um, you want to see a little bit more of that. Um, they could put the bat on the ball, but you want to see a little bit more in terms of, like, taking free passes and viewing pitching a little bit better to uh, earn your way on base a little bit easier. Definitely has the chance next year to, um, to make his big league debut. Yep. Alrighty. Griffin Conine. This is a weird one. Um, there's mixed, I guess not mixed opinions about bad or good. It's just like the, 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 the positives and the negatives with Conine. Because for the most part, we think he's a pretty good player. Obviously, uh, I believe he's the all-time leader in home runs for the Wahoos or a single season home run leader, something like that. Um, this season, he has 18 homers with the Wahoos last year. He had 24. Uh, big thing is the strikeout percentage. I think that's the big thing we look at for him and any other player. Just like Griffin Conan, that's been this from the start of his career till right now. That's been the issue this season with the Wahoos, where he's played the most 34% strikeout rate, but a 13.3% walk rate. That just happens to be with the high strikeout rates. But he's hitting 253, 370, 493, um, 864 with the Wahoos, um, 127 WRC. Plus, obviously, this guy's just gonna mash. That, I think that's the big thing with him. If it's not a home run, he's gonna put he's gonna hit him into the gaps. He's gonna get you some nice RBIs. I'm surprised he hasn't played more with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, given the fact that he could be a big power surge guy. Obviously, with the right field, with the outfield there, how 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 short the walls are there. Um, Carver, talk to us a little bit about Conine. I believe he's taking more reps at left field this season, or for the most part, he's been pretty good. So no real complaints there. He deserved to call the promotion to AAA. He goes with Troy Johnson, which is the player we'll, we'll wrap up on because we're big Troy Johnson fans. Yeah, uh, for sure. So um, definitely way better uh, than last year uh, with the Wahoos this year. Um, of course, he was repeating the level, but, um, you know, a lot better this year for him. Uh, 253, 370, 493 with Pensacola. So like Kev said, he earns the promotion up to, to Jacksonville for sure. I would expect him to hit many more bombs for the rest of this year with Jacksonville because – it's a much easier park to hit in than Pensacola. So those home runs are going to come with Jacksonville. He's definitely going to get over 20 this year for sure again. 2-0 pitch. Conine launches it high in the air towards deep left. Peterson going back to the track looking up. That baseball's gone. Griffin Conine, backside bomb into the bullpens and left. It is great power. It is 70 grade power. It's that good. But, man, um, everything else. It, it kind of depends. It kind of kind of hinges on that strikeout rate that Kev just was just talking about. So um, it's permeated at 35, 34%. Um, hasn't really gone down much level to level. Um, and that's even, I think, going to go higher if, 
if and when he gets to to the big leagues. So, man, it's great to see the power, but you just worry so much about a guy with a strikeout rate that high. It sucks to say it because I know we harp on it, but, man, when you're striking out 185, 183 times, 128 this year, eh, it's 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 tough. Um, so, you know, there is definitely room for this guy to have a major league ceiling, at least as a power bat off the bench. Maybe, you know, if he reaches his full ceiling, he could be a starting corner outfielder. Um, but, man, it, it really is going to depend on that strikeout rate. It, it needs to come down. Hasn't done it yet. Um, he's gotten through it because of how good his power is. But, man, uh, it's it's tough to uh, – it's tough to uh, to project that um, long term with the strikeout rate that high. Alrighty, I think this is the best best for last. I saved the best for last year. Our good friend Troy Johnston, um, man, I think it's simple to say it. He should have been a big leaguer yesterday. Um, he deserved to be in AAA a lot earlier than he was. I think he was mishandled in terms of where they put him this season. They cared more about Yoran Encarnacion and Charles LeBlanc over him. Um, this season, they they outrighted, but uh, um, they they DFA LeBlanc, they outrighted uh, Encarnacion. So it just shows you now how they feel. But let's just both go to Double A and Triple A. Both stats there for for Double A: two ninety six, three ninety six, five sixty seven, nine sixty three with eighteen home runs, eighty three RBIs, sixteen stolen bases, and a seventeen point one strikeout percentage, eleven point two walk percentage. Now in Triple A Jacksonville, he's gotten off to an even better start. 373, 441, 639, 1.079 with four home runs, 19 RBIs, two stolen bases. Um, the walk not as much, strikeout a little higher, but that's just usual when you make the adjustment to a new level. Alex, this guy uh, removed, he shedded, I believe I want to say 10 pounds of weight, 15. He's a lot faster. He wanted to work on extra base hits. He's definitely gotten though. I believe he has a lot of tri- a lot more triples than last year. As I mentioned, he has already 18 stolen bases on the season, combining both levels, but he hasn't lost the power. And that's the biggest thing. And I know the power is something that many have doubted, but right now he has 22 home runs on the season, combining both. He has over 100 RBIs this season. Alex, like what else, man? Like this guy should have been up here by yesterday. I think if he's not called up this year, you need to add him to your 40, man, because we've mentioned this many times. He is another guy, once again this year, who could go in the Rule 5 draft. And unlike last season, we are like 200% sure this guy will be going to a team. Last season, he had interest from the Padres. I will mention that one clearly. And I know you you said, Carver, that they had interest. Other teams had interest in him, just didn't make the big move to get him there in Rule 5. I think he, could be, he will be going to a major league team. He will be on a major league roster come next season. If it's not with Miami, it's with another team. Alex, Troy Johnson, the floor is yours. Yeah, nothing else to show. Uh, I mean, just to give you guys some more stats, I put this on Twitter today, but since July 1st, 387, 457, 697 slugging percentage, 10.2 walk rate, 17% K rate, 190 WRC plus, nine home runs, seven stolen bases. What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like, if you can't put him at first base, you can play left field. If you can't put him in left field, you can put him at DH. Like what why why is there not room to get this guy time with the Marlins yesterday? I think there is. Um, I think there definitely should be. I know the Marlins are in a playoff run. I know the Marlins did bring in guys at the deadline. They brought in Josh Bell. That inhibits your ability to put him at first base. They have traffic in the outfield, but they kind of don't because of Garcia is basically like not playing most of the time. So um, 
yeah, like what, why, why is there not room to call this guy up? You have the DH spot. It's available. Like you can put him there. You can get Soler into the field. If you have to, you can put Soler at DH and keep him at DH and you can put Johnson in the outfield. There should be room for this guy to come up and get reps with the Marlins, even though they are in win. Now I understand that they want to win. They are happy with the lineup that they have. They brought in guys that did that. I get all of that. But when you have players like this, like Edwards and Johnston, who just are wasted or just being wasted in, in AAA, um, it's it's really tough to see that. Um, these guys have nothing left to prove at all in minor league baseball. And like you said, Kev, if the Marlins don't protect him by either adding him to the roster now or adding him to the roster uh, before the um, for the deadline uh, for Rule 5, um, he will go to another team. Um, you mentioned the Padres. I know there were also at least – at least three other teams that took it took like a look at him. Right. So I know that there was interest here. It didn't happen. He struggled when he got called up to triple a last year. Maybe that's a reason why um, was great in double a this year. He's been nothing but great everywhere. So yeah, they're going to have to add him or they're going to lose him. That's pretty much it. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. I think they will. Um, you know, what happens with, with Josh Bell um, at the end of the year with the, with the player option, right? Who knows? Uh, Solaire, what happens with him with the player option? Who knows? So there, there would be room to, to get Johnston more involved in Marlins games. Um, but I definitely think he will be on the 40 man roster no, no matter what, um, whether he gets called up to play or gets called up before that deadline. Uh, I hope it's to play, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, I love this guy. Like you said, Kev, when he was coming up, the one thing that was missing was power. He added on some weight to come by the power. Now he shed the weight, but the power is still there. And he's even come by a little bit more speed. Um, he's good. He's decent at first base. He did learn that position not too long ago. A couple years ago, actually, he started to learn that position. He's been good there. He can still play the outfield if you need him to. Man, um, there's not much more I can say about Troy. He's been with the organization for a long time. I'm glad that he's still around. I'm glad that he's succeeding like this. And I really hope that he's with the Marlins with that MLB debut patch on his jersey very, very soon. If it's not Edwards coming up for the twenty for the roster expansions, it's going to be Troy Johnston and a reliever. We think it'll be Johns, it'll be Edwards slash Johnston and Maldonado. That's what our predictions are. I think Carver, you would share the same sentiment there. And I think I would also mention if Josh Bell does opt in, and Yuli does end up retiring. Keep in mind, Yuli Gurriel is thirty nine years old. You could just put him at the back of first base spot, even if he's not playing every day. You still have the DH. You could still play him in the outfield if need be. Joy Johnson would get some at-bats. He would still be on the big league squad. He would be where he has to be. They've used Josh Bell a lot at the DH, and they've played Yuli there. So I would like to – and Skip is someone who has made this very clear. If you're on this team and if you're on my 26-man roster, you are going to play a good amount. And that's been the case. A lot of guys have played a good amount. Avi Garcia has been the one exception this season that, you know, ever since his return, he's not been playing too much. So we'll see. But – uh, I think we can wrap it up here, Alex. I mean, geez, in like two hours and 30 minutes of prospect talk. We may have to cut this in two, but we'll see. Alex, any uh, anything else that we should be adding on that we missed on any of the levels? Oh, man, I think we covered it pretty quickly. One guy we didn't mention like when we started talking was Andres Valor. Um, that's another yeah. DSL guy that's been really good. Um, I know he was mentioned in your comments, so I didn't want to leave that name out of this pod because he's been right. really good. Anyways, um, no, I think we, we covered um, – top performers and lower performers, um, guys that we want to see more from, guys that we want to see challenged and promoted. Um, I think we covered a lot here. Uh, this is fun. Um, you know I could talk about this stuff all day, so two and a half hours ain't, ain't nothing to me. So, again, uh, super proud of the work and all of your knowledge with prospects that you've come by here lately, um, the work that you've done uh, on the farm side of the website for Fish on, Fish on the Farm and Fish on First is all great. 
So yeah, man, um, super glad to talk prospects at any time with you. So jumping on this morning was super fun. And yeah, um, hope we uh, hope we brought some light to some names that people are wondering about here in this uh, last two and a half hours. We could probably do this one again in the off season or next year, uh, probably after the rule five draft. Yeah. Um, well, for myself from Carver, two hours and 32 minutes later, we are wrapping up the pod and we will see you guys all in the next one. Peace out and go fish. <laughs>